Hello everyone, welcome back to the Knowledge Group podcast where we're taking a look at what speakers are covering at Knowledge Group events, where this time we're turning our attention to social security disability and what lies ahead. Although the event went live, January 15th is available for on-demand playback and all the information that you need to get a hold of that recording and some information about our panel will be found in the description box down below. you also find the code PODCAST25, getting you 25% off your first webcast registration. We heard from Lindsay Osterhort, a managing partner at Osterhort Berger Disability Law. We also heard from Richard Grabo, an attorney at the law office of Richard B. Grabo, LLC. Let's turn things over to them. This is Richard Grabo. I am an attorney in Connecticut. Uh, I practice uh, at the law office of Richard Grabo, and I have offices in uh, Hartford, Connecticut, and uh, West Hartford, Connecticut. One of the uh, primary areas of focus uh, is uh, Social Security Disability, uh, and I'm going to be speaking about uh, some issues pertaining to uh, Social Security Disability in the upcoming uh, webcast. I am uh, sure that uh, virtually every practitioner out there has had a person walk in their office and say, I know so-and-so down the street, uh, and there's nothing wrong with so-and-so, but so-and-so was awarded uh, Social Security. Well, the, uh, the issue with Social Security is not the awarding of benefits to people who are not disabled. The issue with uh, Social Security is the denial of benefits uh, to people who are disabled. And for that reason, that's why I wanted to speak towards the appellate process, because unfortunately, uh, many people who are disabled end up having to file an appeal of a denial of an application for benefits. In fact, the grant rates uh, over the last 20 years have declined precipitously. Uh, in the early 2000s, the grant rates were up close to 6 out of 10, uh, and now the grant rates are on average, at least in Connecticut and I believe so nationally as well, are closer to or under 40% which means obviously that six out of every 10 people uh, who go to a hearing uh, before an administrative law judge are denied benefits. And I can assure you that of those six out of 10 people who are denied, uh, it's likely that one or more of those people are actually disabled. So in turning to the, the, uh, uh, to the substance of the seminar, I'm going to discuss uh, the first level of appeal, uh, which is uh, taking an appeal to the Appeals Council, and more specifically, uh, what are the factor factors that should be considered in deciding uh, whether or not uh, an appeal should be filed to the Appeals Council. Uh, it's an important decision because one option that uh, any claimant has is to file a new application, uh, but if you decide to file an appeal, uh, except for very limited circumstances, you cannot file a new application. So uh, the decision to uh, file with the Appeals Council versus uh, deciding to file a new application is an important decision. Uh, I'm going to go over uh, the, uh, uh, the, the grounds for appeal with the Appeals Council, and then if the Appeals Council uh, denies the appeal or dismisses the appeal, and uh, the 
uh, numbers associated with that are are very low. Um, the appeals council uh, grants uh, only approximately one to two out of every ten appeals. Uh, then the next level of an appeal would be to go to the federal court. And there are certain factors that one should take into consideration uh, in deciding whether or not to uh, proceed uh, with an appeal to the federal court, as they are time-consuming uh, and, and uh, labor-intensive and uh, require a significant amount of paperwork in order to perfect the appeal. Uh, there are certain uh, issues that are, are that are litigated uh, in federal court or, or can be raised in federal court that are more likely than other issues uh, uh, to be successful. But I will go over the, uh, the a standard of review associated with an appeal in federal court, uh, the legal claims that can be raised successfully in federal court, and then if you're successful, I will go over uh, the uh, EJA fees and other fees that can be obtained uh, by litigating uh, matters in federal court. And that will be the sum and substance of what I will be uh, presenting at the upcoming webcast. I'm Lindsay Osterhout, and I'm very excited to be talking with all of you during the webcast of Social Security Disability Law, What Lies Ahead. I am an attorney with Osterhout Berger Disability Law, we have offices both in Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania, and Jacksonville, Florida. We concentrate most of our practice on uh, federal court appeals, and then we also have the administrative practice, which is my area of the firm. We solely um, focus on disability, and a lot of times um, we're able to work with folks from the beginning of the claim all the way through. So. In thinking about what lies ahead in the area of Social Security disability law, I thought one point that might be helpful for representatives to talk about is the change that happened in March of 2017 to what was referred to as the treating physician rule. This was found in 20 CFR 404-1527, and it allowed there to be an assessment of weight to medical opinions. And there were different, different, an analysis with different um, factors that the adjudicator had to take into consideration in deciding how much weight to assess. Well, the change in 404-1527 purports to have eliminated that very helpful treating physician rule. But I actually think that we can still as representatives build our case in a way that if we look at 404-1520C Section 3, we can still in a way use a form of the treating physician rule and have those factors of treatment relationships, specialty, um, supportability, relationship with the patient all still come into play. So I'm looking forward to talking with how to build the case so that you can bring that section of the new rule into your case and make it apply. And if, at least at the administrative level, if it doesn't lead to a win, at least be building a case to then use that argument on appeal, which um, will tie right into 
with what Richard's going to be talking with us about, about the pellet levels. Thanks, everyone, for listening to this episode of the Knowledge Group podcast. Don't forget, information about our panel and how to get a hold of that recording will be found in the description box down below. you also find the code PODCAST25, getting you 25% off your first webcast registration. We look forward to seeing you at future Knowledge Group events. Till next time, take care, everyone. Bye now.